welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Brian Kunzer. I'm Errol Koenig. I'm Esther Rodriguez. And we're coming to you live from under the sea. Errol, I believe you have a song prepared. Uh, I, I did. Uh-huh. However, I was just informed by our lawyers we do not have the rights. Oh, damn. Yeah, Toto's lawyers are just ridiculously <laughs> tight uh, on their on their licensing, you know, unless Pitbull's involved here. They have a soft spot for Pitbull. But... That's true. But that's don't okay. We all, hmm? Don't we all have a soft spot for Pitbull? He is oh. our worldwide overlord, so. That yeah. is true. He's, you know, he also has a soft spot, like, on, on his head because he's a giant baby man. Nothing about his personality. He just kind of looks like a baby. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, but we are actually going to be talking about the splashiest movie that has the come out this year. Movie sure to make you wet. Can we I... just cut that from the podcast? <laughs> no, that's please? staying. That's staying. Ryan should be reminded of what he said, and he should live with the consequences. I should... If I disappear mid-podcast, it's because I got up and left. Yeah. Look, I just spent two and a half hours looking at Aquaman without a shirt on. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I'm a little wet. Well, <laughs> sure. I mean, it's not called Wet Thor for nothing. So mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about, Aquaman. Uh, and also after that, we're going to do a quick, or not quick. We're going to do some discussion. Yeah, some discussion. Uh, plenty of discussion, frankly. It is the new year. Uh, we kind of missed Christmas, whoops, um, but uh, we're going to do our nice and our naughty list, just like we did last year, our second annual, uh, give a couple New Year's resolutions and talk a little bit about what we're excited for in 2019. Um, so that'll be at the end, we'll include um, the time in the podcast when that jump happens, so if you need to skip ahead to that, feel free, um, but also don't, because the rest of the podcast is like really good. Um Trust me, I know even though, yeah, we haven't even recorded yet, but just trust me, it'll be good. Um, Yeah, no, but but Aquaman. We just saw the movie, so we have our hottest hottest of takes, our instant reactions, um, all of which I think are super upbeat and positive. We all love this movie so much, am I right? You should maybe see this movie eventually, like if you're on a plane or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was, this movie is if you're a fan of superhero movies you'll probably you'll you'll probably enjoy it if you like superhero movies it's like it's it's fine it's a superhero movie however if you don't like superhero movies and you think you are subject to superhero fatigue Mm -hmm. i'm sorry just just step away yeah not for you even if you like superhero movies this is the kind of superhero movie you stream on netflix this is not an in theater superhero movie yeah it's you know kind of movie you watch when you take a shot every time Jason Momoa takes his shirt off. I mean, that's just once, because he just never puts it back on. At least twice. He puts his shirt on at one point. It was like a super tight shirt. It was like one of the ones with like the buttons. And And then there was the billowy one that got ripped off of him. True. And then the orange one, which was a shirt that also had abs, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the different armor that got, you know, blasted off of him. So yeah, take a shot every time. That being said, the armor still left the abs in full view. It was a nice crop top. Those kind of ads, (laughs) you would keep them on display every second. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. Mm -hmm. Which is why I do keep my abs on display all the time. (laughs) As you all well know. If you're going to do that, you have to walk around with a trident too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what were you guys' thoughts going into the movie? 
uh, you know, because I know we all left and we were all kind of underwhelmed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, saying the least. Um, but before you actually saw it, what were you guys thinking? Yeah, I was kind of excited for it. Mm-hmm. Not in like a, yay, I can't wait to see Aquaman kind of way, but like I'd heard it, the, from the trailers, it seemed better than Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just kept hearing news about how Aquaman was doing well in theaters. I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's decent at least. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a better movie than yes. Justice League. I that's concur. not hard. But yeah, it's not really hard to surmount that movie had too many production mm-hmm. i guess difficulties that it had to overcome uh, with Zack snyder having to drop out yeah and whatever it's, it's just unlucky break for that movie mm-hmm. uh, this movie was a little bit better but yeah is what it is mm-hmm. uh, esther what, what were your thoughts going into it i was kind of ambivalent to be honest i think jason momoa is a good choice for aquaman and i've seen yeah a lot of his early stuff. I grew up watching Stargate Atlantis, so I really enjoyed him as an actor way before I realized he was cast as Aquaman. So I kind of had the mixed feeling of, I had a feeling DC was probably going to let me down because DC has almost always let me down. At the same time, I had smidgens of hope. Not a lot, but like smidgens. Yeah. To me, this seemed like it was going to be like their turning point where they kind of got their feet under them. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, after the success of Wonder Woman and then the less than success, uh, well, yeah, monetary success, not critical success of uh, Justice League. That like this was kind of DC figuring out what DC movies are and where they belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did not get the impression after watching this movie that they have that sense. I. So I'm going to disagree with you in some senses i came into this movie kind of similar thinking that they're definitely on an upward swing after, especially after uh, wonder woman being as great as it was mm-hmm. um and i thought this movie you know especially with james wan who's a great director yeah uh having that i thought dude, this would kind of push the boundaries in the way that wonder woman did at least creatively that being said i think this movie rather than showing us that it's like getting improvement and getting, you know, to be that next level yeah. of movie like Wonder Woman was. I think it's kind of rather than saying or showing that it didn't or rather than showing it knew what it was doing. Um, or well, r- rather than showing that it didn't know what it was doing, like you said. Yeah, I think this movie actually did because this movie tonally was kind of similar to Justice League in the sense that it was campy. And it was, you know, kind of fun with, like, a focus on the visuals yeah, more so than the story. And I think, you know, DC and Warner Brothers are looking at that as like, oh, that's that's our success. That mm-hmm. if, if we get awesome visuals um, with, you know, our good characters and or our known characters rather than good characters. Yeah. Um, awesome visuals. Not only will we, you know, do pretty well in America, but we'll make bank overseas. And Aquaman has been proving that yeah so that's true yeah it's definitely a visuals heavy movie over Mm -hmm. you know to the to the loss of the story yeah just a bit just a bit just a little bit bit. (laughs) yeah yeah but were you guys favorite parts of this movie um like we saw it we all you know we have our complaints with it but before we get into that let's you know a little bit of positive some light you know 
little bit of light mm-hmm. on the surface before we go into the dark, deep depths of the movie. Water, water puns. Yeah. Fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, what were you guys' favorites? Favorite parts? Jason Momoa's arms. He knew what he was doing. The costumers knew what they were doing. He flexed a lot. I really can't say that much else, honestly. It was not a dark movie, which yeah. I appreciated. Uh, which, from like the the character design of Aquaman in Justice League, mm-hmm. kind of felt like this might have been a much more like dark, broody kind of movie. Yeah, and this was not like you said; it was kind of campy. Yeah, uh, there were times where the things were well lit, and I appreciated that. Yes, and, and then they went underwater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You could see that they were trying to do something that a lot of, I feel like, DC movies fail at, as DC tends to put all of its money in, like, as dark and gritty as it can possibly go, because that's what they assume people want to see. But when mm-hmm. all the movies you see are dark and gritty, because we have to go into the most terrible thing that could possibly happen in any situation, mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that Aquaman does stand out with, which Ryan is completely correct about, is that I felt like it was, a, like, a lighter heart of movie. I didn't always find it funny, but... Well, I feel it, like DC's, you know, going along that trend. You know, it felt better Arctic. than Batman versus Superman. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Significantly less testosterone coursing throughout. <laughs> I mean, Jason Momoa had m- more than enough to carry the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Everything outside <laughs> of Jason Momoa. None of the other characters Momoa. needed testosterone. Yeah, he Let's had more than enough. Way. Yeah. It was a good balance. Or a better balance, rather. Yeah. So... What did you like, Errol? Um, well, I think my favorite part is uh, the incomparable Julie Andrews uh, did an excellent job as the giant squid monster at the end. No. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. That's amazing. So I that's my favorite part of the movie okay. that I didn't realize that's until after the second time. Part of the movie. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, I also think that this movie is perfectly... like. There's lots of negatives to say about it, but overall, it's just a, a fine and enjoyable movie. The action was, you know, cool. It's the first time we really got to see, like, big action sequences underwater, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, I do have more to say about that uh, in the negative, but I think it was, I guess, a start. Um, and I like how they took that step, and mm-hmm. there was some cool stuff there. Jason Momoa, of course awesome yeah um yeah the cities were beautiful and you could tell that they were all different places and i did really appreciate that because i yeah. feel like a lot of the times when they're going you know this great underwater city of atlantis you know you have one great atlantis and then all the other kingdoms kind of look like miniature versions of the same thing like but they're all using yeah. one set yeah and for this one you could tell the trenches were very different than atlantis you could tell that some of the other kingdoms had different aesthetics that fit with the kind of like aura that that group of people or mm-hmm. creatures had which i appreciated a lot like you could tell they put a lot of time and energy into looking at both costuming and set yeah and i, I also liked i going off that a little bit um with all the different places that these characters went to it kind of felt a little bit like a national treasure type movie yeah where they're I, like putting yeah. the puzzle together going from place to place and granted there was a lot less of that yeah there were like um, two puzzle pieces. Like two puzzle pieces. Um, but it had a little bit of that flair, which uh, which I liked. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was different, which yeah. was nice. 
In, 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 in that sense, yes. Yeah. So. All right. Time to trash it. Time to trash, time to trash it. it. Yeah. So we, we mentioned that uh, the, the visuals were kind of, you know, overtaking the quality of the story, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a good way to describe this because, as we said, the visuals were very good, but the story was so generic. Yeah. Like... Painfully so. They didn't even use the tropes well. Like, I'm all for using tropes if it helps your movie be a better movie. Mm -hmm. It gives you a framework with which to subvert the trope or something like that. But I found myself, like, looking at the trope happening. And I I honestly predicted half of what was going on before it happened. I would just look at it like, oh, yeah, pirate and dad. All of a sudden, dad is totally going to die so that the son can be... Dad gives a son, here is this you know, artifact from my life that my dad gave to me right before he died. Before the end of this mission, where we still have a little bit left to do, here you go. Mm-hmm. And then five seconds later. Yeah. And yeah. You, you don't mention that someone's mother is dead that many times without her not actually being dead. And my absolute favorite part of this was... We knew she was dead very early on. Like, they say, I would say, like, right after she disappears back into the sea, I think, was the first time they mentioned that she died. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, not that long later, they have the great reveal moment of young, like, Arthur being told that his mom is dead, except it falls flatter than a pancake because we've been told it 87 times. So I'm watching, like, a teenage boy cry, and I'm like... Well, honey, we all knew this. Like, get with the program. And you never want to feel that when you're watching someone get told they've just lost their mother. You don't want to feel tired at that point. You want to feel for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, no, nothing against the kid actor. No, the actors did a great job. This is all against the I, I would kind of, I mean, the, I, the writing wasn't great. I thought the acting was, it felt like, you know, they got a kid that vaguely looks like young Jason Momoa. Yeah. And he was, they went for looks over performance. And like he was, eh, I, I, it took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. I, I feel like there was a lot of problems. With not like, that I wasn't already out of it. But. <laughs> I feel like the actors were given a subpar script. Mm-hmm. So even the ones who are amazing actors, I felt like their performances in this movie were way more one tone than I expect from a lot of them. I like, I've seen Jason Momoa and like a bunch of things and Mm -hmm. he usually brings like a very subtle performance to the screen. And instead I was kind of watching him just like flat tone. Half of what he says is I am a big, sad, angry man. Listen to me. I'm big and angry. And I've seen him do much better work. Even like Game of Thrones, he had yeah. a small part in comparison. But you could see him really connecting with the other actors on like a deeper yeah, level. Well, I feel like Jason, his strengths in this movie were like when he's being like kind of maybe a little quippy, fun, you know, ha- has swagger behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he's in those moments, just like in, you know, Justice League, when he was really good in Justice League, mm-hmm. that's when he shines versus the other moments when he wasn't doing that he kind of you know was fell into generic bad writing just doing what the director told him to do yeah and i feel like a lot of that is director and writing problem because even if you give the most amazing actor in the world like a terrible script Mm -hmm. 
there's only so much they can do and I feel like in some of the scenes you could see how tired the actors were mm-hmm. of what they were doing like there wasn't a kind of like passion they were going all in on the character you could see that there were occasionally moments especially with um oh I'm forgetting her name the the female love interest Amber Heard is it Amber Heard uh Mira yeah yeah where you could see that she just seemed tired by the things she was doing and I know that sounds like a stupid thing to say but like even at the very end of the movie when she was doing our like rise to the king and whatever weird accent they were told to do she just looked like she didn't really want to be there mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's i mean too fair neither did i no so. <laughs> yeah I, fun fun or not fun fact but uh i i thought throughout her entire performance um they were saying well for this character we want Iron Man to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Because I felt like it was, you know, similar. The main difference, though, is Scarlett Johansson. I mean, one, I think she elevated her role. Two, there was more to, to her role to elevate. Yeah. yeah. Um, she had more backstory, whereas I don't think I know almost anything about Mira's character. Other than, like, she grew up with his mom. But we don't even yeah, know but... how. Like, was she a stepmom? Like, were they raised in the same palace? Did she meet her once at a ball where his mom was really drunk and was like, listen, kid, I have some knowledge that I'm going to impart on you before they throw me in the pit. So just listen here. My older son is hotter. Just go with it. And there's a 50-50. That was all the interaction she had with the mom. Who knows? The mom didn't even really seem to recognize her at all when she pulled her out of the water. But we didn't see the mom's reaction to her. Because they didn't show the mom, or so in the part of the movie when oh we didn't mention this full spoilers. <laughs> it's yeah the point's moot now, but still full spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they get to that you know get to the center of the earth, uh, you see Mira's looking up at the mom. You can see she's shocked and surprised by what she's seeing. We don't see the mother's reaction to her until she turns around and sees Arthur, and that and that's when we get her reaction because she gets to see her son Mm -hmm. still question answer why is the center of the earth so brightly lit with sunlight uh magic i mean magic and the the core is really hot and hot things are bright other question science why is there a lightning storm underwater uh magic well because like water is a lot like rain and when they have a lot of water together, <laughs> it's kind of like thunder, right? Is that how... That's science. I'm pretty sure that's science. It was uh-huh. probably like the mom's power that we just never got never told about. I you think know, the lightning she... storm was actually the portal. Probably. It was uh, the portal. It was the portal. Not an actual lightning storm. It was just the portal is a lightning e-portal. I mean, I still think it would I mean, be... yes, but that's not how water works. So, for you listeners out there, this is the local science math person having a mini temper tantrum about the terrible fluid dynamicness and science. Yeah. If you've got ships flying around in the water and you shoot one. Yes. Right? In this movie, they crashed like an airplane would. Yeah. But that's not how it would work here. Like, yes, you're still flying through a fluid, but... The water moves much more, would slow it down more. Mm-hmm. It's not a kind of thing. It's more of a kind of thing. 
Yeah. 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 No, I I I noticed that too. Also, this is less sciency, but there were lots of creatures in this movie. Yes. And what I realized is half of them, like the giant seahorse monster mm-hmm. things, I don't think those are real creatures. And there's so many, like, right? I mean, there are, are normal sized seahorses. Yeah, no, but there's like giant seahorses that, that yeah. they aren't real. There was, there was so many fake, I guess, fish. Yeah. Versus the millions of actual fish and creatures yeah. that yeah. they could have taken from. And that would have been, yeah. I think, better. Yeah. Millions of ones that are already you know, crazy enough for us to think they were fake. Yeah. I would also just have loved to see more whales. Yeah. I do not think there were enough whales in this movie. I mean, there was the Pinocchio scene, and then also there was one orca in that big battle at the end. Yeah. yeah. And really, if blood and death is happening, there are going to be a lot more orcas. Let's just put that out there. Mm-hmm. We should do an episode on Star Wars The Journey Home. It's the whale one. Okay. I love whales. Let's do this. Also, I just, a quick note. My sister would be really mad at me if I didn't bring this up. Orcas. Uh-huh. Killer whales. Not whales. Yeah. They're dolphins. So. Interesting. Yeah. Dolphins also, are a lot meaner than people think they no, are. I beg to differ. I am. Fr- I've been friends with this one dolphin for, I want to say, 15 years. Pax and I go way back. <laughs> dolphins rape dead fish all the time. Well, they have not raped me. Give it time. <laughs> but that actually is a true story. Uh, when I was eight years old, my sister and I visited the uh, Dolphin Research Center uh-huh. uh, in the Florida Keys. And uh, I sw- or I didn't swim with, but I got to play with this one dolphin named Pax, who was the grandson of Flipper. Fun fact. Nice. Uh, yeah. uh, super big dolphin. He's dope. Uh, and for uh, New Year's, we went down to the Keys again. Uh, we went swimming with dolphins again. Uh, Pac's still there, uh, and he's still cool. And nice. Yeah, so I ha- that's one of my longest relationships, which is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to Aquaman. Right. Do you, did you talk to Pax like Aquaman talks to fish? Uh, no, but Pax does play fetch. Honestly, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what other things do we have to say? Uh, oh, Brian? Other question. Okay. Why does Mira have water powers and literally nobody else? Well, why does... Why, why can Aquaman talk to fish and literally no one else? Awesome. I mean, that at least, they they just did the hand wavy, like, he's the chosen one kind of thing. Well, she, but she just, like, can had she a power also, that no one ever commented on. Can she also be the chosen one? But, I'm like, sure. a different chosen one. Could they be, like, the chosen two? Yeah, but they just never addressed it. I mean, you would assume that because she's a princess, she had to have some sort of power or something delineated from the royal line. So, like, I was fine with that one. I had a lot of just questions about why the fuck there were so many gender roles in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can just list them all out if you'd like Please me do. To. Go. Okay. Go. First of all, the clothing that Mira was wearing was the most bullshit that I have ever seen in my life. They mm-hmm. put her in heels. In the fucking desert. They're trying to show her, like, you know. They put her in heels in the water. Both. Both. I was just 
mad because you're seeing like Jason Momoa like trying to slow down because she's supposed to be overtaking him as she's running through the desert. And I am watching this poor woman almost break her fucking ankles because she's running in heels in sand. Yeah. First of all. Yes. Second of well, all, actually, heels in water. Yeah. Third of all, the cleavage. The cleavage made me so angry. Because every time the camera panned, you could see it focusing in on the boobs half the time and not even her face while she's talking. Okay, well, so I, this movie had a lot of moving parts, lots of actors working really hard, lots of crew members working ridiculously hard. Uh-huh. Want to know what I think uh, worked the hardest out of anything in this movie? Her cleavage? Uh, no, the tape that kept her uh, shirt on underwater. <laughs> There'd be so much drag that in any any normal circumstance, it would have just popped it. Not yeah, it would not have worked. Uh, which you know, I guess... it's like very strong double sided tape. Oh, it's because you can tell it goes strong. right over to like the nipple. Yeah, I mean, at, at least for uh, Nicole Kidman's, like hers, like went up to the neck. It looked like a, a swim, you know, like mm-hmm. one of the big heavy duty swimsuits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Though, though speaking of Nicole Kidman's like suit, mm-hmm. also the boob cups on there. There is no need to have individually framed bra cups coming out of your suit. It just looks it stupid. Mi- it might Why have been doesn't... a style choice. Atlantis might have different opinions about... I don't think so, because you know, the men have some really great chest armor. And yet, and yet. I, well, I mean, I you're not wrong on the chest armor, but also they're giving... Uh, or at least Jason Momoa or Aquaman, his chest armor was like a nice crop top. Uh, so, <laughs> is what it is. They have, they definitely have a style choice. They do. There. Yeah. I continue with your destroying the male agenda with this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, secondly, and this is one of the main things that made me kept poke, poking Ryan like throughout the entire film. Why is it a king? Why can only a king rule Atlantis? Like, if there's a particular reason based on, like, blood or something, at least explain it. Why can no woman go and, like, freaking rule Atlantis? Why couldn't have his mom done well, it? Well, then it would have been called Aqua Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so close to leaving this podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you're 100% right. It's, it's, it's a very macho... It's very male power fantasy. This whole movie yeah. read like a male power fantasy. The relationship read like a male power fantasy. Mm-hmm. Even the fighting read like a male power fantasy. It was just like spending how many hours was it? Like two hours? Just like two hours watching like a 10 year old's like imaginations of the world where if he got bigger muscles and was attractive to redheads. Mm-hmm. That's but what this movie was. Isn't that the plot of Shazam? Ten-year-old just magically gets bigger muscles and becomes uh, a superhero. Well, we don't know, we about, don't the know about the redhead part. Yeah, that's true. We don't uh, know. What... I mean, that kind of is the plot of Shazam. I mean, a little bit older uh, than yeah. ten, but yeah. Anyway, sorry to, to uh, derail. Continue. I mean, just all in all, what I loved about Wonder Woman mm-hmm. is everything that this movie was missing. Like. And Wonder Woman, even though she was wearing heels when she went on the battlefield, they're at least lower, sensible, and based off of a real, like, Roman Legion sandals. Like, Mm -hmm. everything from that movie, even when it did occasionally play into more gendered tropes, felt like it did it naturally. 
where even when it fell into like you know she was gonna have that love story with the soldier that she rescued because of course that was what was going to happen it was Mm -hmm. that kind of movie but at least it felt like their relationship was built on something like a shared experience and time and you got to see them kind of like have their own stolen moment before he died and it felt realistic Mm -hmm. whereas for this one how long was she with Aquaman like 12 hours why was she suddenly in love with him the kiss was the most awkward thing I've ever seen it was just terrible yeah it's forced romance in a Mm -hmm. in one of these movies it's I mean forced romance is fine like We've all seen, like, the Black Widow and the Hulk romance. It was forced. Yeah. We didn't really like it, but it could have been worse. Mm -hmm. What I absolutely hated about this was, like, the one moment where, like, he was sitting and going, I guess we might as well just go back to the surface and give up. And she went to him, like, why are you giving up now? Like, we're literally about to go into the portal. Like, everything, like, we've come too far. And he's just like, I am a broken man. And it's her job to, like, put him back together. That is one of the worst tropes I've ever seen. Women are not supposed to be, like, therapists or building blocks for broken men. Like, if he couldn't do it, she should have the ability to just, you know, go do it herself. And the whole idea that everything is king-pinched on this man that she has to give up everything for despite having never met him is just a really gross, gross way of writing this story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's... I I mentioned this when you were doing our our Wonder Woman podcast, and I think I've probably mentioned it other times, too. The reason why that movie works with the love interest is because um, Chris Pine's character, Steve Trevor, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm about to say Steve Rogers and Captain America was not in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve <laughs> Trevor, the reason why his character worked, and my sister got mad at this, was like, why is does he get the moment where he sacrifices himself? Why does he get the big heroic moment? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's because he's a well-developed, good romantic interest. That's what females should be getting, but just because the female's mm-hmm. the main character... And this movie did not do that. Mm-hmm. It didn't, yeah. you know, it should have been like, oh, if you're not going, then I'm going to go. And then she just goes without him. And then he was like, well, I can't, you know, and then, then it becomes like, well, I, you know, I have to, can't let her go by herself. Yeah. None which, of the choices she made were her own choices. Yeah. It was literally pushing him to make the choices that she and everyone else should have been making. And even like, at the beginning, uh, her choices weren't necessarily her choices. They're Willem Dafoe's choices. Yeah. He's the one that brought her the information. It's like, cool, tell Aquaman about this. And she was like, dope. And can I say one of my least, least favorite tropes in the world is the whole, you know, I'm betrothed to this guy and I don't love him, but it's the way of whatever culture that I'm in. But I'm going to fall in love with like the lead character and just latch on to the new king because it's true love after all. Yeah. If nothing else, I want some movie out there, and if no one else does it, then I'll have to write it myself, where it it plays kind of into, like, what we saw with Black Panther. And I'm probably going to terribly mispronounce this. Okoye, the general, and her husband, where she loves him. That's fine. He's making a shitty-ass decision, and if she has to shoot him to make him stop, then she will. And I wish that this movie had done that, where instead of her just, like, full-out falling for Jason Momoa's character or something like that. It would have been so much more interesting if she, you know, been heavily in love with his brother, was going Mm -hmm. to stay in love with his brother, and was betraying him because it was the right thing to do. And they got to have their, like, buddy, buddy, we're both out there, like, doing this for the people we love moment. Mm -hmm. It would have made her betrayal feel 
far like stronger for him and it would have made his willingness to kill her also actually mean mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. yeah yeah do not disagree with any of that i know i had something i was going to say and now i forgot was it what was it refuting what nestor was saying no no it was definitely not that <laughs> good um <laughs> let's see well all right so i will add this with this movie and i mentioned it like kind of in passing um with the stuff i liked about it i like how like they took the chance or they went underwater and actually did some underwater fighting yeah the part that i didn't like about it is that nothing felt new mm-hmm. and you mentioned a little bit with your uh i guess water dynamics stuff that like the ships and whatever when they crashed it had the same type of yeah feeling of like planes and stuff mm-hmm with movies like this, and really with, you know, any movie, I want them, if they're going to do, like, a cool new action and a cool new space, think of cool new ways to use it. Mm-hmm. Use water to its advantage, you know, like, use the, you know, aerodynamics of water as, figure out ways of how to, rather than using it as an obstacle of, like, how do we make a normal fight around that, how do we incorporate that into the fight and make yeah. it, like, cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like they didn't really do that. The one time was like the, there was two like I guess water bending moments, like yeah. some of the stuff with uh, Mira, with her being able to control the water outside a little bit. Uh huh. I guess was cool, and then also with the whole propeller trident picking up the water shield. Yeah. Like that's also kind of cool, but also we we've seen all of that in you know. Not Avatar, the movie, but the TV show and then mm-hmm. the oh, last movie. Airbender movie. Yeah. So, like, I I wanted this movie to, like, push the envelope, try new things, you know. Mm-hmm. There's been other movies this year that do, does that. And this movie, I just, I feel like it didn't do enough new stuff. Yeah. It felt like everything in this movie had already been done before. The story, definitely. The effects, even though they were in water yeah all felt the same Mm -hmm. big scary monsters we've seen it yeah you know this time they were just fighting it underwater and they could have just used like a regular fish use the use the uh, giant squid or whatever yeah use like actual real mythical dude nessie that would have been dope yeah (laughs) but yeah that was i think my other big Mm -hmm. big complaint with this movie um any final thoughts no i agree with what you said i'm going to get into that later with something we're going to talk about i mean me too but yeah be good i mean my only other final thought would be can we call an end to everybody kind of looking the same during big fight scenes where they're all wearing the same uniform Mm. or the same helmets yes that was what i was going to (laughs) say yeah for one half the time especially especially during the first big fight between um arthur and his brother where they're doing that big showdown in the ring of fire and you Mm. see the like advisor going this is an execution and i'm like i literally can't tell who's winning right now it looks like arthur's kicking his brother's ass i really can't tell them apart right now there's just a lot of metal and spinning yeah yeah i think this is also one of the few action like that that one sequence like the ring of fire Mm -hmm. that was one of the few times i've ever i've ever gotten a little bit dizzy while watching a fighting scene in a movie really like they that was the one scene where they actually tried to like take advantage of the water but they did it with the camera yeah like spinning it around and like giving Mm -hmm. you like a sense of i guess weightlessness and you're kind of moving with the momentum 
yeah. of the water with the fight and all that stuff, which mm-hmm. I appreciated it yeah. a little bit, except I don't think it was done well. It it made me a little dizzy. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. I ended up just feeling disoriented and not knowing who was winning, which took a yeah. lot of the power out of the scene, I think. I agree. Yeah. When someone's dressed in dull yellow and one's dressed in dull gray, mm-hmm. they look pretty similar underwater and while they're moving very quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to tell who's who. At the yeah. big battle scene, I felt absolutely nothing because aside from, like, Arthur being literally in all gold, I had no idea who anyone else was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, yeah. Cool. That was our talk about Aquaman. Yeah. The... Wet Thor, yes. Yes, yeah. Wet Thor. The soggiest of Thors. Um, <laughs> now... Let's get into our discussion of 2018, our nice and naughty list, because it is still technically Christmas, the month that mm-hmm. follows, so I'm considering it, you know, the 25 days after Christmas, so. Christmas lasts until the second Sunday after the 25th of December, so it is still Christmas as of the recording of this. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Checks out. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're still getting presents, it's still Christmas. That's the truest thing anyone has ever said. Um, That is the true meaning of Christmas, yes. So we are going to do our second annual nice and naughty list, Mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to weave in some New Year's resolutions and then also talk a little bit about what we are excited uh, for for 2019. Um, So let's get into our nice lists. Okay. And I'm going to start because I don't want someone to steal it. No. Oh, no. He's going to say it, isn't he? I'm going to say it. It's my favorite movie of the year and potentially like one of my top five all time. Uh-huh. It's still still fresh. Uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. I, I, I had to go first just so you guys wouldn't take it. <laughs> we all knew it would be on all of our lists. Yeah. But it, this, I, I had to go first just because, you know, one, not podcast. Uh-huh. Um but also, it's like, if I didn't get to pick this one, I wouldn't. Like, so we we already recorded this podcast for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We have not released it because it was Christmas and New Year's and I got busy and or lazy, whichever one you choose to believe. Yeah. Uh, so we're actually going to push that one back a little bit uh, to after this one and also... Uh, one coming out next week if you are a fan of Roses uh, and or uh, Virgins. So, uh, yeah, that that one's coming out, I guess, this upcoming week, and then Spider-Man probably the following weekend. It's, it'll be a bunch of podcasts in a short period of time, so... Be excited. And good luck. So, yeah, but Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, my favorite movie of the year. It's not even close. Um, but, yeah, cool. Uh, and all my thoughts will be on that future podcast. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll keep our but opinions to ourselves. Good. It was it's so good. It's so good. So, so good. good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. So good. All right. Do you guys want to go? Yes. Now that we're done singing Sweet Caroline. Yes. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I'll pick something obvious then. Mm-hmm. Uh for my first since errol took the other one of the other obvious ones i'll yeah. pick avengers infinity war sure uh 
you know, obviously it was a movie that we were all looking forward to mm-hmm. last year. Uh, and for me, at least, it gave me everything I wanted. All my beloved characters suddenly thrown into having to make difficult decisions mm-hmm. uh, and lots of people dying, which is what I wanted out of that movie. Yeah. And it gave it to me. So thank you, Russo Brother Gods. 100%. It's, it was a fitting, maybe not end, because there's still part Another two. Another one. Yeah. 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 But it was yeah, deserving of this list, especially on this podcast, given what mm-hmm. we talk about and love. So Exactly. Cool. Esther, what you got? All right. So if you two are going for obvious ones, so am I. I would say Black Panther was mm-hmm. one of the best films I've ever seen. And until Into the Spider-Verse came out, I would say it would be my top superhero film. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I can't disagree I, with that. I, I I didn't have Black Panther on my list. However, I did have Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Which it I think is Black Panther, but I'm also taking a little bit of credit for Creed Two. Yeah, um, true. After seeing Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan and I said I've fawned over him more than enough on this podcast. <laughs> he's one of the best performers I've seen. He's one of the best. And also, just one of my favorites right now. I think if I'm starting a movie, he's, you know, he's my number one pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think. So, I would definitely do that. And also, Ryan Coogler has done such a great job. Even though he didn't direct Creed 2, he was still he still was producer, and it's a really good movie. And they just, they just both had a really good year. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just adding that to your Black Panther thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Errol, what what else you got in your nice list? Okay, Uh, next up I have uh, American Vandal. Gone too soon. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I think it it might have been my favorite TV show of the year. Um, That's partially due to a couple things. One, my other favorite TV show, Stranger Things, had an off year. Mm -hmm. They're coming back uh, this upcoming summer. Uh, And same for Game of Thrones. And, you know, even though both of those shows are great, I think the Netflix Marvel shows took a step down or a step back. I guess Iron Fist was better, but still. Yeah. Not as good as some of the other shows. I, yeah, it's like it was fine, but not not noteworthy really. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and there's just other shows, but I haven't, I haven't. There hasn't been like a show that I've loved, uh, like I did for American Vandal. It was just so good, so funny. Yeah, uh, really smart and uh, taken far too soon. It was canceled. I know on yeah. Netflix, which is just stupid. It's not stupid because Netflix is making more money on their other shows, but yeah, not because no one's watching it, but because they have to pay uh, the people that make it to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. they are spending so much money on getting friends to stay. A couple of things had to be cut, apparently. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's my second pick. Yeah, I will bounce off of that on my nice list i just have netflix as a whole and also cool. kind of hulu uh you know they both not that this is new in 2018 but both of them have very strong like original series yeah and i think even tr- it's not new 2018 they've taken a step up yeah yeah mm-hmm. especially netflix kind of getting into movies as well as original tv shows yeah uh you know with bright and the cloverfield paradox mm-hmm. Uh, things like that and also it's just a good service yeah like yeah i can watch any basically anything i want whenever i want 
Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that. Yeah. Thank you, Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, and it's, it's also nice because one of the movies that I want to talk about on my naughty list uh-huh. uh, is now available on Netflix, and I can watch it. Yeah. So stay tuned as to why I need to watch it again for another 30 seconds or so. Um, <laughs> yeah, my Netflix good pick. And speaking of Netflix shows, on my nice list is going to be She-Ra, which is probably a surprise to absolutely no one who knows me. <laughs> but it's just such a good show, and it plays into something else that's very much on my nice list, so I'm skipping ahead and doing two at once, which is the amount of new diversity that's coming out in shows and films as of late. We're moving kind of away from movies and especially TV shows being about young white men. It's now a lot broader. We have a lot of people of color, a lot of queer people. Uh, just the number of like good movies that have come out that have kind of given a voice to a lot of different communities just make me really happy. And she was really gay, and that makes me really happy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I have not seen Shira, which is super annoying. I've had it downloaded on my phone, I want to say, for two months, and I just haven't gotten to it. So I will get to it. Every time you look at your phone, just picture me standing yeah. behind you yeah, saying, yeah. watch it. Watch it. The rainbows. There are rainbows. It, it's a very Avatar Last Airbender. It is. Yeah. So No, it's, it's a, uh, I've been really excited to watch. I just haven't gotten to it. Mm-hmm. But speaking of diversity and also Netflix still, um, my, my next pick is uh, Queer Eye. Ah. Netflix, okay. it's, yes. they've had... I guess the, the the new show has been released. They've already had two seasons just in this past year. Mm-hmm. And it's just really good. It's just super wholesome and nice and just makes me feel good when I watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me feel like there's good in the world even. It's just such a crazy, yeah. crazy messed up place. But Queer Eye definitely makes me just yeah. feel happy. I, I don't know if I cried at every episode, but like... Most episodes. Almost, yeah. It, it, it consistently gets to me, so it's just a real good show. <laughs> it's a very well done show too. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. And if anyone from Queer Eye is listening to this, Errol definitely, definitely needs your help. That hurts my feelings, but also please, that'd be so cool. <laughs> he needs help at least at the organization aspect. That please, is... dear God, fix his apartment. I, it's fine. It, Can you, you see the floor? Yes. Like you see all the floor. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But but actually though, you know, queer eye people. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ryan, what do you got next? Alright. So this is not a movie or a TV show or anything. Um, but I would like to add Todd Vaziri to my nice list, who is a visual effects coordinator and director at ILM. Oh. Um, or he was? No, he still is. Uh, but he has a very good Twitter presence, and I've been mm. following him in some of the podcasts he's been on. Uh, but he's frequently on Twitter, will break down individual shots of just things he finds very cool. Uh, will show cool. like the reasoning behind like why this is a good visual effects shot versus why this one's not. It's mm-hmm. very cool, very informative, and he is just a cool guy. Yeah, so we'll, we'll include a link to that yeah. uh, in the description, mainly because I want the link to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds cool. Yeah. 
at tvaziri. There will yeah. be a link in the description. Dope. So, yeah. Cool. cool. Follow him. Esther, any more nice I lists? I have one more, which is, and once again, I'm very bad at pronouncing things, so forgive me if I mess up, but Jamila Jamil? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So she is 100% on my nice list. One, because yeah. The Good Place is amazing and one of the best shows I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. But also just her social activist presence is amazing because she goes out of her way to use her popularity and her platform to not only spread good messages to like young women who are in the same kind of situation mm-hmm. she was when she was younger, but to actively kind of confront the like social perspective kind of put out by instagram models and things like that because we get used to kind of like everyone watching what the kardashians do or other like kind of social media stars Mm -hmm. and trying to match our lives to them even if we don't really like go out of our way to say oh like kylie's got a new lipstick so i have to wear it it just kind of becomes accepted that this is a way of life and Mm -hmm. she goes out of her way to directly say like hey even though they're saying they're drinking these weird tummy teas and doing all of this stuff they're actually not and these things are going to like permanently hurt you please Mm -hmm. take care of yourself and I feel like not enough like stars tend to use that platform to tackle a really important social issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Cool. Is there anyone you would like to plug on Twitter, Errol? Uh, no, no Twitter plugs, um, other than cop monologuing. Yeah. Uh, which available cop, on available. I mean, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. But definitely follow us on Twitter. Ryan, what's your handle? Uh, at cop podcasting yes check that out yes because it's good mm-hmm. it's real good it's very good uh yeah we have a great twitter presence and by twitter presence i mean we tweet when we have new episodes so. yeah mm-hmm. so you can follow that or if you want just subscribe to the podcast yeah i put a lot of effort in paring down the description of the podcast episode into 280 characters yeah. which is much more difficult than i thought it was going to be most of the time but you do a great job thank you Okay, I'll do my last one, uh, which I I just picked the concept of insanity. Okay. I just, I feel like <laughs> this past year uh-huh. from so many different aspects was overwhelming, really. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to get into politics, you know, that's overwhelming regardless of what side you're on. Uh, you know, it's my last year of college, you know, getting my first job. There's just a lot of stuff going on, and I kind of needed stuff to take me out of my own head Mm -hmm. and out of, like, not out of this world, but, like, mentally, kind of. Yeah. So, insanity. Just things that were weird that doesn't really make sense, but super enjoyable. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, Venom. Yeah. Perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. Rampage. You know, those are two movies that, like, even though they weren't the best movies in the world, I really enjoyed just because because of the insanity how many other movies have the rock and a giant monkey fighting a giant crocodile and a flying wolf that's also giant also add to that list jumanji welcome to the jungle which did come out oh 100 that came out 2018 yeah it feels like it was a year ago because it was was. but (laughs) uh well actually did that come out 28 was that a january movie or was that a january movie i thought that was a christmas movie our podcast was in january that's what i checked at least that is true yes our podcast was in january so we at least talked about it in january and i think it didn't really hit its stride until january even if it was released in 2017 
Ah, there we go. I think it was like, like December twentieth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But still, the movie didn't really hit its stride until after uh, I guess the last Jedi kind of went down. Mm-hmm. That movie kind of had a resurgence in January. So we're gonna count it. It's all good. Yeah. But like it's that type of thing that just ridiculous, stupid fun. You know, the the other thing that I put down is the curious creations of Christine McConnell, mm-hmm. which is like, what if you took Barefoot Contessa and put it on acid during Halloween? Yeah, that's a really, <laughs> really good description, actually. And it's it was just so crazy and stupid and funny. I just, I, I loved it. That was one of my favorite shows of the past year just because of how ridiculous mm-hmm. it was. Also nailed it. Also nailed it. Nailed it, right? 100%. Nicole Byer is amazing and nailed it. It's just Mm -hmm. such a funny, good cooking show. I've also watched a lot of cooking shows. Yeah. You know? Uh, Also, again, thanks Netflix for your original shows. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, And I'm going to add one more, which is also this had an insane year, uh, The Bachelor and the whole Bachelor franchise. Yeah. Which is, you know, I've gotten so much deeper into that franchise than I probably should have this past year. And I continue to go deeper, which is, you know, I don't know if it's a problem, but watch episode three and look for a guy in a yellow shirt. That's besides the point. Besides the point. If you um, ever want to know what Arrow looks like in real life, just watch The Bachelor. Episode three, yellow shirt in the background. Oh, I thought you were like The the Bachelor. Well, oh, I mean, no, no, we're working on that. Don't worry. Okay. I mean, I have gotten some Colton comparisons, but my mom tends to be nice with those so <laughs> all right uh ryan do you have any final ones uh no i think we covered all we covered of mine. it yeah, yeah esther kind of covered the good place which is the only thing left on my list yeah so yeah cool all right time to get into our naughty list we're also gonna incorporate dun, dun, dun. Uh, our new year's resolutions instead of just being negative with things that didn't work maybe talk about how this new year could improve yes so ryan okay what you got uh so the first thing on my list is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, mm-hmm. which I suspect both of you will also have comments on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was uh, an underwhelming movie that mm-hmm. tried to be more than it was, uh, and contrary to Aquaman, was not well lit. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> had confusing fight scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was tried to be emotionally heavy and just missed you know we did a whole episode about this that yeah we shouldn't 100%. bother to rehash yeah uh but it was not not a great movie experience i feel like hey yeah i agree mine would be more specifically onto the crimes of grindelwald than fantastic beasts like the first movie but oh, yeah i think yeah that's you right. know that's yeah but i would say that plays kind of into my new year's resolution which mm-hmm. is I wish there were a little bit fewer yes men or women in Hollywood where someone sees a script or like sees something that's going on and instead of just going like, yeah, no, that's totally fine. Like you're famous and this is a great idea. More people pause and say like, okay, this is a great start. How can we do better? Because there are so many times where I look at a movie that came out or a TV show that's like coming out and I Mm -hmm. say like, hey, someone in my college creative writing class did something like this, but better. And if a bunch of college students that are just learning how to write their first short stories are producing better ideas than what's on a billion dollar movie budget, please, please, please edit your stuff and try to do a little better. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't have exactly Crimes of 
Grindelwald on my list, but I did have underwhelming prequels, which this one 100% falls in. The other yeah. one that came to mind was Solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, I guess, two New Year's resolutions with this is one, you know, pre- stop making prequels unless you have a new story to tell. Yeah. If yeah. it's like, it, like, make sure the story's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. is my point and i think that's definitely more so for solo than for crimes of grindelwald because like they actually thought they had like a story to tell even mm-hmm. though i don't think it was a good story mm-hmm. jk rowling at least had the yeah. intent mm-hmm. um but yeah solo was just underwhelming and i was like oh we're watching the kessel run and i didn't even know what a kessel run was until ryan described it to me after the movie and that says something <laughs> like after seeing solo yeah uh after seeing solo i still didn't know what it was i thought it was like the whatever parsecs was that i thought that was time not distance i know i mean to be fair so did the writers uh from the original movie and then they had to like back redo it to to make it more accurate yeah so that was yeah. yeah but my second new year's resolution is kind of falls under under the purpose, but if you're going to make a new movie, mm-hmm. try to come up with new stuff for it. Mm-hmm. You know, Crimes of Grindelwald is a great example of this because it has magic, but no new magic, or not a lot of new magic. Like, yeah. magic is such a cool creative thing that there it can go a million different ways, mm-hmm. and they just had people pointing sticks at each other with like elect- electricity. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. But, like, think of cool new ways of how you can incorporate magic. New devices, new whatever. You know, Fantastic Beasts did a pretty good job with all the new creatures. This one had, you know, the Chinese dragon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's about it. And need more of that. Solo was just felt like generic Star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. If anything, less Jedi. So it was even less. And then, you know, Aquaman, which we just talked about. There was water stuff, but it didn't feel like new waters. didn't feel like anything new. They didn't use water in cool ways. Yeah. Like I wanted them to. So Hollywood come up with just do cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Off of that, I kind of, and this is probably going to be against the majority, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of really tired of remakes of things. I feel like half of the things that are coming out are like the live action of Beauty and the Beast. Now we have a live action Lion King that's coming out. And then look at the chilling adventures of Sabrina and look at the new Teen Titan show that's coming out. And I feel like these days it's a lot of like we took this old idea that was really good back in the day and Mm -hmm. we just made it darker or like made it a little weirder or redid the entire thing except now we have a real actor on screen. And I kind of want more new things coming out like something that's almost entirely original because I don't care if you use the same tropes, but I'd rather at least feel like I'm watching a different story than before. I mean, I think that's a a really good point. My, I guess, counter to that, because I'm fine with remakes and stuff. Like I thought the Jungle Book was a really great use of redoing something that already existed, like the the one that came out a year or two, two years ago, whatever. Yeah, two years ago. Um, And I feel like if you're going to remake something, again have a purpose like Mm -hmm. why are you remaking it what is like what do you get from remaking it is it just the same story just with slightly better graphics probably not worth it it was Mm -hmm. worth it for the jungle book just because you were able to take that big of a step and there was also enough space between the original movie and 
and or at least time between the original movie and when the when I guess the remake came out that it it felt worth it. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. an underrated movie that they made better with the graphics and mm-hmm. and the story. I, I, it worked better on me than the other one did. Um, so I feel like if you're going to remake something, do it with purpose. Like I feel like the Sabrina remake. I get that it isn't the greatest show ever. Yeah, it. I'm more looking at from the perspective of um, if you're going to remake something, pay attention to what people liked about the first one because going mm-hmm. dark isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like if you're using kind of another name to further a completely different idea that is completely of a different aura or anything else, feel free to just kind of call it your own thing and not say, oh, this is specifically a remake of Sabrina or yeah. like tie it into the original and well, I, I think, calling it your own. I think rather than, I, I think what they were going for rather than to like remake it was they were trying to bring it into Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And I think they were matching Riverdale's tone and whatever. And that's all the gritty, stupid, whatever stuff, which works really well. I mean, not for me on Riverdale. Like, I don't necessarily like that show, mm-hmm. but there's so many people that really like it. So there's they're making that show for those all those people that watch it. Yeah. And, like, the show's pretty popular. I so. think I was thinking more on, like, the Teen Titans aspect, mm-hmm. where we've seen Teen Titans redone twice now. And, like, I think Teen Titans Go, especially at first, was actually really successful and I really enjoyed it because it took a part of the show and not only did it kind of make it their own, but they paid attention to, like, what the fans wanted at that space of time. And I feel like the second Mm -hmm. remake has a chance of just absolutely failing because what the fans have been saying is they want to show with the same kind of tonality as the original. They want to go back to the original animated with the sense of you're learning something and growing something and you're, like moving with the characters into this kind of like new superhero world and i feel like Mm -hmm. instead people are focusing on the idea that if they have to remake it it has to be either more gritty in some ways or like harsher or like show the new truth of something whereas Mm -hmm. they forget about what made these things popular in the first place and what when the fans are asking for a remake the fans are actually asking for and then they're wondering why so many Mm -hmm. shows go through a season or a movie like looks like it's going to be really good and then tanks and it's because the fans were saying hey we really want this kind of movie like this is why we want to see it again we want to see let's say like beast boy you know tell lots of funny jokes and things like that as a monkey because this is what we've decided we want mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of the times the film execs are listening to that and going okay beast boy monkey he's got some new terrible flu that's going to take out half of gotham and everyone is going to die and people in the background are kind of sitting there going, well, yes, that is a good idea, but that's not what we were asking for in this remake. Can can we go back to the originality a bit? So I feel like those are the kind of places where I feel like they should differentiate more. Like if you're going to do something new, hard, gritty, don't connect it back to the original if that's not what you hear fans looking for. I I think the Sabrina show is actually very, very like – it might not personally be my thing, but I think it was well done because they made it very clear that they're not trying to do mm-hmm. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I agree. The only thing I would say is that sometimes when you're remaking something, if you're just listening to what the fans want, that doesn't work either. Mm-hmm. That's when you get, you know, movies that get taken over by 
production companies. It's like, well, fans are asking for all of these things, even though the movie was already shot and made with a completely different tone and completely different plot and story, and they just ends up being a mishmash of different things. So I do understand what you're saying, but I think the intention, and I guess the purpose, I think it has to be clear and focused from beginning to end. And I think that that's another resolution when you're making a project. Make sure it's consistent throughout. If you're going to redo it, redo the story, whatever, make sure that you take time to like take a step back and understand the changes you're making and how does this affect everything else rather than just we have to go. We just, we're going to make the changes and then we're going to release it mm-hmm. rather than like taking a step back and seeing how this affects all the different aspects of it. But yeah. yeah. I use this as a plug for She-Ra again. If you want to see like how to do a remake in a way that makes it both original, harkens yeah. back to some great parts from like the beginning series back in the day. So you have the mixture of, you know, taking the parts of She-Ra that worked really well that people liked yet making it super, super their own, and at the same time having a sense of what fans want without pandering specifically to fans. That being said, that a lot of a the fans uh, for She-Ra really wanted her to uh, be uh, a sexy version of herself, even though she is a teenager, and they did not go with that, probably for the best. Uh, the internet is a dark, dark place. Um, yeah. So luckily those fans did not get what they wanted. <laughs> I feel like that was a very small group of fans. They just tend to be louder. They're just loud, yeah. 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 I think that's where studios go wrong is they, they don't listen understand. To the loud, not they the listen majority. to the loud, not the majority. Yeah. yeah. Cool, Ryan. Any uh any other New Year's resolutions or uh things to add to your naughty list? Yes. Both. So I would like to add to my naughty list the movie we just talked about, Aquaman, because it did the thing that I very much dislike. Or rather, it didn't do the thing that I like about movies mm-hmm. which is that it was not surprising at all it was an incredibly generic plot yeah uh, you know in a story that i could have told you was going to happen just because that's what always happens in these kind of movies yeah and they didn't deviate from that at all uh and that was the same thing with like justice league uh yeah so dc kind of as a whole needs to kind of figure out what it's doing and not just be generic kind of thing. But my, my resolution that I hope, or my resolution for the entertainment industry is that they do more surprising things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not that I'm going to go see the upcoming M night Shyamalan movie, but movies with twists are, are good. And I don't see movies uh, expecting, or I don't, see a movie because i already know what's going to happen i want to see something new and original like mm. you guys and if i just see the same thing i've seen a bunch of times it's not fun and i don't like it so surprise not me. as much as yeah. you would had it been yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah on that note on my nice list for the next year are you able to talk about nice list for the next year like sure things you're looking forward to next year yeah we can do that I want to plug Detective Pikachu right here because I feel like it's going to do a lot of things that I'm not expecting, but not in a bad way. Like it's a very self-aware movie and the places that I've seen it already poke fun at itself were not even places that I was really expecting. But mm-hmm. honestly, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if I said it on the podcast, um, but 
I've mentioned it to people before. The reason why I'm as excited for that movie as I am is because it's taking Pokemon and they're putting them in situations where they can do cool, new, exciting things, Mm -hmm. especially in live action. And it looks like they're going to try to do that. Yeah. And like, I, that's, you know, that's exactly what I've been preaching for this past, (laughs) you know, however long we've been talking about it, but. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be able to do cool new things, and they have a cool idea, even though it is, you know, based off of a video game. Yeah. Uh, they have, I guess, the generic premise off of a video game, but they can, they're going to take it to new places. And I think Ryan Reynolds, just from what I've seen in the trailer, has done a really great job mm-hmm. with like setting up the story. And it feels like it's a type of story that I really like with like a buddy cop mm-hmm. type thing where they don't necessarily like each other at first and then eventually team yeah. up at the end and like become yeah. family uh-huh. and then there's also the family with like him and his dad and i like family stuff so really <laughs> transitioning to what i'm looking forward to is any movie uh that has to do with family because uh, mm-hmm. as we can tell from my favorite i guess movie of this year and then favorite movies of all time they're all have to do with family I, we talked about it when we did the bracket yeah the sci-fi bracket i love family um and the top of my looking forward to list is uh toy story 4 which is mm-hmm. the essence of what, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking about when I say family rather than just, you know, having a mom and a dad and a brother and a sister. Yeah. The, yeah. the toys and Toy Story, that, that's what family is to me. So mm-hmm. that's that's my the top of my list. And yeah. Yeah. I'd say the top of my list is Avengers Endgame. Uh, that would make sense too. Yeah. 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 Because... Uh, you know, this is the movie we've been that's been you know been mm-hmm. leading up to since two thousand eight. Yeah. So, I'm very excited, and since I liked Infinity War, I'm you know ever optimistic about this one. And, yeah. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned this on the podcast yet, uh, but you know the trailer came out, and I was kind of sad that the trailer came out mm-hmm. because what I really would like would be just absolutely no promotion at all just and then like, just have the movie yeah like yeah. just no no title just like here's a date untitled avengers movie show up yeah that being yeah. said i thought the first trailer was good it didn't show that mm-hmm. much as i've said but... to arrow many times i feel like you could watch the trailer and then find out that everything in the trailer happened in the first five minutes of the movie and you're not spoiled with anything. Like there's a 50-50 chance at least half yeah. of the shots are the initial shots in the movie. And I really hope that's the case for what they did because I would love everyone to show up, find out that the first like 10 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. is something they've seen and then they have no idea what's going to happen next. And I feel like that would be a great way to handle the promotion. Yeah. It fits into my you know, please surprise me thing is I don't want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. I will enjoy it much more if I go in. Yeah. No expectations. The only exception is A Dog's Way Home. Yes. Uh, that is perfectly fine to me in the entire plot on the trailer because Puffy. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole movie is in the title, too. Yeah. I just want to point out that when I saw the trailer for that movie, I felt really bad for Ryan because he had to put up with me basically like... Smacking me. In happiness, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a puppy and it's like... The incredible journey all over again, and he's going to find his family, and she. that's all I want. She? She. That makes it even better! <laughs> Esther's going to see the movie. 
Ryan's also going to see the movie. Ryan will drop off Esther at the movie theater. Ryan's going to sit there and hold my hand the whole movie because he has no choice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. What other movies are we super excited for for this night? There's going to be there's so many movies coming out next year yeah. that I mean, it would be kind one of hard. One that I'm sure is on my list and not anyone else's is the Artemis Fowl movie. It's uh, on my list. Okay. Because I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be terrible. But... <laughs> I will remain optimistic, and yeah. I will see it regardless of what anybody says. So I'm looking forward to them, uh, you know, turning my first fandom into a movie. Yeah. I mean, my my piece of hope for that movie is that they actually casted a child actor for Artemis Fowl. And if they'd casted, like, an 18-year-old, I already would have been done. But they're at least, like, trying. And I'm going to give them points that so far, they have tried yeah, I, I have not read the books, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm looking forward to that podcast where we get the super fan, like, have read everything yeah. that's in that universe yeah. versus me who knows nothing other than the name Artemis Fowl and that some of my friends read them at some point. It's going to be like the Lord of the Rings podcast all over again, except I think Ryan might know slightly more than me because I haven't read the last yeah. book in the but, series But yet. also yeah. for Lord of the Rings, I knew at least through pop culture True. what was going on before I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. you know I, I i knew that you know that guy was told that he wasn't gonna pass so it's like <laughs> I, I, I saw that coming and i i, I knew uh, elijah wood was in the movie and i knew he had hairy feet mm-hmm. and that's yeah, really all you need to know about that i feel like that's the entire trilogy yeah yeah so hairy feet and not walking through places yeah 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 so what are you uh, looking forward to Earl? i i mean there's so many things and I I was looking just I was trying to be different, um, mm-hmm. thinking uh, trying to like find movies that were that fit I guess more my uh, my my current need for insanity. Uh huh. So I was trying to find like a rampage, like an underrated movie that yeah will just be bonkers and fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't found it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it might be de- uh, Detective Pikachu, but I feel like yeah. at least for us, we're all too excited about it for it to be underrated. That's true. Yeah. So I want something that like it just becomes like my my insane darling. That Your just, emoji yeah. movie. My I mean my emoji movie, but even though Rampage was better than the emoji movie. I mean okay. Lego Movie but, Two is coming out. But that's also that's a good Lego Movie One was a great movie. And, you know, yeah. it, it people were surprised when it wasn't nominated for an Oscar. You yeah. know, I'm pretty sure it won the Golden Globe. It's mm-hmm. like that's a really good movie, even yeah. though it's. Yeah. Whatever. Give I it digress. time, Meryl. Yes. Give it time. Something but, will come up, and I will be excited about it, and then I will let everyone know loudly. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of the Oscars, that is also something I'm looking forward to. Very true. Because yeah. you know, Black Panther deserves to be you know nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Spider Man Into the Spider deserves to win Best Picture. Yes. I think. Yeah. We are all very high on that movie. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm usually someone who the hype dies on about a week or so after seeing it. Like, even after Wonder Woman, and I was hyped for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. About a week, a week and a half in, I was like, all right, like, I'm off the hype train. Like, I love the movie, and it's probably will still be in my, like, I would say top 50, but mm-hmm. it's not one of my top 10. But I walked out of Into the Spider-Verse saying this might be my top, like, number one movie of all time, and I'm still thinking that a couple weeks <laughs> later. Yeah. 
It's a good movie. Such a good movie. It's so good. You yeah. should listen to our podcast about it. Coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, then that is... Or do we have any more that we're looking forward to? Anything we just want to list out? I mean, just list out Shazam. Yeah. Also coming Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, coming. The Boy Who Would Be King, which I might be alone in, but <laughs> I really love King Arthur stuff, and I appreciate that they're not trying to do something dark and gritty with this, because we've mm-hmm. had some really dark and gritty Arthurian legend movies for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. And also, good for Patrick Stewart for having fun. Yeah. Exactly. Sir Patrick Stewart, Thank sorry. You. Yeah. Uh, he just... Like he, he, we saw the trailer before Aquaman today, yeah. and that movie looks. It looks like it's gonna be fun. It looks like fun, stupid kids movie. Which is all I want. Really. Yeah, yeah. And then like Patrick Stewart's there, and I was like, oh, Sir Patrick Stewart. Sorry, I got it. Keep sliding him. That's one of my New Year's resolutions: is to never forget the Sir for Patrick Stewart. Yeah. For Sir Patrick Stewart. See, it's <laughs> Errol. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get. We're there. gonna get an air horn, so every time you mess up, it just screeches at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah but that's he's having fun so good for him yeah but i'll also add not a movie uh but like i had netflix and hulu on my mm-hmm. nice list i'm also looking forward to the uh plethora uh, of streaming services that are going to be very true. disney soon. plus is coming out yes yeah, disney plus apple's got a streaming service that's going to come probably next year yeah i mean they already do have they have a couple of shows, but they are, yeah, they've been, they're going to unload. Yeah, they've been buying they have a bunch yeah. of contracts uh, of stuff that should be coming soon. See, Warner I'm... Brothers is coming yeah. up with theirs. So there's a lot. Yeah. I'm on the opposite that I'm a little wary about this because I worry that once we have tons and tons of multiple streaming platforms, the quality of stuff that's being produced is going to start to sink because they all start to outdo each other, but not in the way they should be outdoing each other. But I, I'm the more cynical person here. Well, I, I I don't think you're wrong. I think there's going to be a lot of bad stuff made. Mm-hmm. But I also think, I mean, Netflix, if you just look at the movies and the TV shows Netflix has made, some of it has been really good. Some of it has been awful. Yeah. They're just taking swings at everything. And the fact that like one out of ten hits and becomes huge mm-hmm. is good enough for them that's probably what's going to happen where there's going to be so much content that there's going to be enough good content for everyone yeah i just don't know if it's going to end up being worth paying for so many streaming services if one in ten is like yeah that's that's going to be an issue that is going to be addressed some way in the next couple years because there's so many streaming services everyone's either going to stop paying for cable or you know, figure out a way to just pay for one that covers all of them, or there'll be there'll be a streaming service for the streaming services. Yeah, I mean that's just a cable package again. Exactly. Yeah. But like, we're gonna have you know twelve different streaming services, and people are really only gonna subscribe to maybe two, three of them most. Yeah. You know, so it's you know it's gonna get big and wild in the next couple of years, and then you know in ten years it's gonna have settled down into mm-hmm. whoever you know survives when the music ends yeah uh you know and that i think is going to be where the you know the good shows are during the wild west period and then things kind of yeah. settle down i mean you know, it's, i'm looking it, forward to it yeah it's 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 gonna be crazy and like it the industry changes so much like 10 years ago netflix was a dvd subscription company yeah you know it's it's just gonna change so much and 
in 10 years, there's a chance that Netflix is under because they've spent all their money on a bunch of different things mm-hmm. that people have stopped watching. And there's also a chance that Netflix, you know, becomes the next Amazon because yeah. why not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it'll, it'll be really cool to see. Yeah, people a are putting... open possibilities. People are putting billions and billions of dollars into making TV shows right now. Yeah. And that's going to continue for the next five years at least. Yeah. So definitely. Hopefully we'll get some something of them are good. good. Yeah, we'll get something good out of it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we wrap up the podcast, I want to make a couple uh, New Year's resolutions for this podcast. Okay. Uh, the first one, uh, I want to get more consistent and more frequent with the number of podcasts we do. Uh, so that means, hopefully, one episode every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that not only means that we record every other week, that means I edit and uh, put out these episodes um, in a timely manner and hopefully do it in a consistent way that yeah. is good and helps and then of course we'll have extra hopefully more than that like when we have our bracket mm-hmm. uh in march we do our, our march madness um our march movie madness whatever we decide on doing <laughs> yeah. uh that will come soon march madness tm we're not allowed to use those words yeah oh good point good point our march sports bracket spectacular yes uh yeah, yeah. so um that will be coming up but you know at least try to do like one every other week on a consistent day mm-hmm. that's that's the goal um i also i thought of another one earlier while I'm recording this podcast i seem to have forgotten it but it was really good i agree i whatever yeah. it was sure yeah um yes but it might have been the editing thing that i just lumped into the other one okay. uh but that's okay um, but really the other one that matters the most to me is I want to come up with a better way to end the podcast, at least for myself. Uh-huh. Uh, we started this podcast and I thought it'd be really funny if, you know, we when we all say bye and sign off, you know, Ryan does it and then whoever our guest is and then like we wait a couple seconds, it's like, where's Errol? And then I drop it in and then they, that's the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's as good as it was. So I, I want to come up with a better way. You need a, a sign-off. Yeah. I need a better sign-off. Yeah. Um. So by the end of this year, I hope to get a better sign-off. Um. So you can help with that uh, by reaching out to any of our social media platforms. Yes. Uh, uh, commenting uh, or giving us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like also subscribe there. Well, you're there. Might as well. Just button. Click it. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Oh, I remembered what it was. What was what? it? I want to add ad reads. Like people are paying us ad reads or like we're going to do our own ad reads? We'll find out. <laughs> if I pay you in cereal, will you add reads for books I want people to read? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Pay us. No, I, I, I really, I just, I want to do ad reads just because I, I just, I've always wanted to and they seem fun mm-hmm. and we can come up with like way, fun ways to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily know what those fun ways would be, but I know time will tell. Yeah, I'll say. Well, we'll talk about this after the podcast. We will talk yeah. about this after the podcast, but it'll be cool. Um, and this is, you know, what? I'll just throw this one while we're doing resolutions. I want to come up with fun new podcasts to do, um, mm-hmm. like rather than or like we have the bracket coming up, which was really fun that we really enjoyed doing. Yeah, and hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to it too. Um, but think of other fun games and stuff we can play that's not it doesn't have to be us talking about what the big movie was it could be us you know 
doing like a fantasy draft, uh, you know, and like drafting our favorite actors or whatever. That's a bad example off the top of my head, but like stuff like like fun different things that we can do, um, just to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of cilantro to the podcast. (laughs) Okay, all right, that's it. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, do all the stuff. Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. No, not yet, not yet. Stay tuned for LinkedIn. Um. But yeah, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Should I still say bye at the end? I mean, you need something for the meantime. That's true. I should.